Here we are with episode 35 of the Florida Trail Runners podcast, and we are talking about the Miami 50-50. If you've never heard of this race, this race takes you all over Miami, Florida for 50 miles. You travel from Louis Coco's Dojang at Hero Martial Arts, and you make your way through Miami Beach, Key Biscayne, Coconut Grove, and so much more. Now, it's called the Miami 50-50. That's because it's a two-person team race. Both yourself and your teammate, you run the course together, and the biggest thing, you finish the course together. Now, either you finish together and you take home one of those awesome Wicked Skins awards, or you DNF together. And it's such an amazing concept. So hey, without further ado, let's kick it off with this episode. I'm talking to Team Powered by Prosecco with Cassidy Jacobs and Natalia Hester, and then we've got Team Boob Ice with Kaylin and Janelle. So let's go. You did it. You gotta get all the way there. You gotta get to get to the banner. Alright, we have Natalia and Cass, powered by Prosecco, second overall, and the 2022 Miami 5050 female champions. Good job, guys. Congratulations. Get some AC. Have a seat. You did great. Congrats. We, when we hit, you good? Yeah, when we hit you with one, we were like, Lois, we're not amused. I'm sorry. You made it. Good job. Second place female team. We get cool stuff. You got cool stuff. And pizza? And pizza. And I'm going to checkers. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> hey. Hey now. Hi guys. Hi. How are you? Good. How's everybody? Good. How long it's- have you been doing this? Um Long Haul 100. So January? Yes. Cool. It's exciting. I haven't listened, but I'm going to have to go back because I love podcasts. So, Joe, you're the you're the expert. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I guess we'll kick it off with a little bit about yourselves. You know, your running background. What brought you out to the Miami 50-50? I can go. This is Janelle. So, what had what got me into it was Kay. <laughs> uh, I ended up working with her. And she learned I run. I learned she run, but then I learned she ran a little crazier than I did. So <laughs> <laughs> she's like, just trust me. Come and it's fun. It's fun. It's no big deal. Before that, I had ran pretty much my whole life, just casually, very casually, like growing up playing soccer and then track, cross country, soccer. And then I got, after that, it was just for exercise. I think a big run for me would be like five miles. And then a couple years ago, I started doing, I did about several half marathons and I did one marathon last year. And then that's when I met Kay after that. And every time I up the race I'm doing, it's like, oh, I'll never do that much. This is good enough for me. And then like a couple months later, I sign up for something that's more mileage. So um, it's just funny that I met Kay at the time I did because she's like, yeah, just just double the amount you've done. No big deal. <laughs> it'll be so fine. My, yeah, it'll be fine. This is my first ultra. So. Um, Whoa. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, Not an easy one. No, no. Awesome. I um, 
was introduced into a whole to a whole new way of running and then because with the marathon it was just like go 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 and if you stop you suck and you know so it was kind of it's i'm definitely gonna run my marathon better because of this this coming year so <laughs> it opened my eyes to a whole new way of running I, I love it and it's snack time too <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, that's awesome i guess i'll go next um it's funny pretty much everything janelle said is the same for me which is a part of all of the craziness that we realized when we started working together. Um, I grew up playing soccer. I got into cross country track, the whole nine. Um, I ran a little bit in college and I was never like the fastest person on the team, but I could always run the longest. So my coach convinced me to sign up for a half marathon and that turned into a full marathon a few years later. And then when I got to Florida, I was like, it's hot as hell. I can't run as fast, but I can still run real long. And here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. So I can share a little bit about what got my team to the start line. So my name is Cassidy and I ran with Natalia. Um, Natalia and I are training partners and we met through our coach and pretty much do all of our long runs together, uh, especially through the summer. And when the pandemic hit, I came up with this idea of, well, what if we did these self-supported 50Ks? Because as one does, I'm on Google Maps and I noticed that Pine Island sanibel and fort myers beach which are three islands near us are all about 16 miles long so i said well what if we ran a self-supported 50k we ran out and back and stashed things along the way and so now we're on our third year together of doing our cross island 50k so we run a lot of self-supported middle of the summer efforts together but never one where you get a medal at the end of it so not an official race yeah <laughs> we decided it was about time that we sign up for something and i think the partner aspect made it a no-brainer because i have a go-to running partner all the time and i figured we'd be pretty compatible out there on the course yeah we're used to each other um so well, I'll tell a little bit about my background. I have three boys, three sons, and after I had my second child, um, I decided I'm going to try to run. I had never ran in my life anything. I couldn't run <laughs> or do anything like that. So I did an app couch to 5K, and I figured let's try this out, did my first 5K, and got me hooked into running. Fast forward. 11 years and here we are start running along cast and get hooked in to running ultras so here we go we're <laughs> training now for my first hundred yay yes all right that's awesome do you have are you uh registered for it yeah What's yeah we're doing lean horse in south dakota awesome nice cool. yeah got nine weeks yes countdown <laughs> has started <laughs> It'll definitely be a little cooler, at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, training down here, we're so used to any element after training in the middle of the summer in Florida. Yeah, so definitely. it definitely works to our advantage. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I guess when it came to putting together a team, it must have been it must have been a no brainer. You all run together, you train together. So how'd that decision to make a team come about? I mean, I feel like our story is easy because we're so used to running together. We see each other every single weekend. It's it's more unusual for us to not run together in a weekend than to run together. So yeah. I, it wasn't necessarily about finding a teammate it was well what race do we want to do and Let's i do a training run 
Yeah. <laughs> so I DNF'd at Miami 100 a couple years ago um, because I wanted to go eat tacos and drink margaritas at mile 42. And so that's what I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've kind of had a little vendetta for Miami ever since. And so I, I knew about this race, but I just wasn't sure if I wanted to go back quite yet because it's something where you have to have you have to have the right mindset. Like you have to go into it thinking I'm going to have fun and we're going to enjoy the journey because there's no way around it. It is the middle of summer. It is hot. It is mm-hmm. the middle of the city. You're getting a lot of heat reflecting off the buildings and the road. So you just have to go in for fun and nothing else. And I don't think I was in a place where I would have enjoyed it in years past, but this year it just was, it was the right timing and we went into it super excited and yeah, it was, it was a really good time. And it was perfect timing for us and our training plan for the 100 just to do something like this and have fun, which we normally do together. So, yeah, it worked out perfect. What about you guys? So, like we said, we started working together, like, uh, I think it was the end of February. And then not only we don't only have running in common we have like it's an eerie amount of things that we have in common and we were realizing like this we literally this, that, look that. related it's yeah ridiculous <laughs> you, you guys, guys do look related do. You do. So, <laughs> when i was working at my last job before this which was um like a breakfast place serving tables people would come in there and say hey don't you work at nick's where we work and i'm like i gotta meet this girl who looks just like me and people think i'm literally her so i end up getting a job there just by chance because a friend worked there and I walk in, everyone's like, whoa, you look like Kay. And then after that, we just, wait, you run too? Well, this is actually, weird. it took a little while because I really didn't want to like her. I was like, we have too much in common. This is like, she's, we can't, we're too similar. And then we just kept, like, we just talked and talked and like, we found all these things in common. And then we started doing our long runs together as well. So we have... You know, we've been spending time together, and it's just it's just blossomed into a beautiful friendship. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And it's fun to have someone that, you know, that you also want to – you're not just going somewhere and sitting and going somewhere to eat. Hey, let's meet up for lunch. Let's meet up for that. So, hey, let's meet for a run. I don't really have anybody else I know that runs, so <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, it's nice to have – like like what you ladies have you know it's nice to have not only a training partner but a friend yeah and somebody who's down to wear matching outfits because out of all 13 teams we were the only (laughs) two that had matching outfits so i just want to call that out for a second (laughs) it's so true and how could you not you know oh it's so much fun right (laughs) so much fun and that comes into a good point with the team names how would you guys figure out your team name Cass, you can answer for us <laughs> well yeah i i'm not the type of person who can sit on things so there were a lot of people who put tbd and came back to it later and i'm like no i just i just have to put something in now and that's what i'm going to go with because otherwise i'll overthink it and one thing about natalia is every time we finish one of our 50ks any type of ultra or even just long runs honestly she always has prosecco always or she makes her husband bring it like there is always a cold glass of prosecco waiting for you so that's awesome we made our team hey, we gotta prosecco celebrate. we gotta celebrate life yes and uh we definitely represented our team name well and shared a bottle of prosecco the night before the race and the night after so (laughs) it worked out for us but uh i liked your team name uh, because i thought it was hysterical i love it (laughs) yeah we uh we definitely 
take advantage of our chest pocket. <laughs> it really does keep you cool. And I, you know, like when Janelle and I started doing these long runs together, like I think it was our first 25 mile run together. And we stopped at a gas station and we bought a bag of ice and we put a bunch in our bladders. And then I was like, just put a bunch in your boobs. Like just put a bunch in your boobs. Yeah. It's going to feel amazing. <laughs> it's going to cool you down. And like she did. And it just, you know, it became this whole thing. And we're like, yeah, we're boob ice. Like that's us. <laughs> so anytime, <laughs> she pretty much any in these beginning stages and even now still, she'll, she, it's like, um, kind of like mama bird or a mama sending me off to school, like just strapping me in you know, pulling on straps, <laughs> tugging at me. This is how you do this. Here, stick this here. And <laughs> eat this, drink this now. Eat this, drink this now. Exactly. It's exact. literally what it is. Um, so, so uh, yeah, the boob ice too is just like, just stick it in. I'm like, like just throw it in. Yeah, just put it in. Okay. And then after that, every time someone would drive by, it would uh, beep at us. It's like, do you have ice? We need boob ice. And we just start screaming, boob ice. We get and very then, vocal with cars that beep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we like to have fun with it. Yeah. That's funny. So I was hit up on Instagram and this question is very specific to the the boob ice theme. <laughs> so basically they asked more specifically to the sports brawl, how do you figure out what sports brawl works, especially here in Florida, with all the heat and kind of chafing that you you know that you get? And how do you keep yourself from chafing? <laughs> um, so start with this and then I'll let Janelle have something actually maybe helpful to say. Because so for me, I don't have any problems with um, my sports bras chafing. So I, I like the Nike indie bras. I don't have a lot to work with up top, so I can kind of wear whatever I want. I just like the way the Nike indie sports bras fit. Um it's normally it's my pack that gives me more chafing than anything. And I have kind of just, I just suck it up until I'm done. Cause I just don't like clothes. <laughs> but, and besides that, butt paste is amazing. And I've, you know, I butt paste at my feet before and after races and the night before and like the whole nine. But as far as boob and uh, like the, the weight, the chest strap chafing goes, I've just never had that really happen, so I don't have anything actually helpful to say. I actually do have a lot of experience in this department. Um, I, like, have tried every running bra that has been made out there, and I will say Oisel Queen Bra is amazing. And putting some squirrel nut butter around, even better, especially in our heat down here. But having the right bra is so key for that, for the chafing and the support, obviously. <laughs> I vote for Ocel too. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly because I know it's a French brand, but I love their stuff. Um, I'm on K's side where bras are not something I think about a whole bunch um, and don't have a whole lot to chafe, but I laughed because... Everything else got chafed out there and there was no yep. stopping it. And I'm still putting up with that now. So, yeah, I just got all my scabs off today, I think. Uh, lucky you. <laughs> I, I don't have anything really helpful because I'm new to all this. But during my first marathon, it was my nipples that gave me a problem. But I haven't had that issue since. And like, I don't I have absolutely nothing up top. So pretty much anything will work for me <laughs> same as Kay. yeah i was gonna say at least for myself i just get those butterfly band-aids and slap them on the nip take off call, call the day <laughs> call the day at that 
I know some guys do K-tape as well. Like, they'll just take a little square of K-tape and put that right on their nipple because it stays on really well. So, I mean, I guess you could try that, too. Yeah, that might work. (laughs) So, I guess coming into the course, when do you actually know what the course is? 5 (laughs) a.m. 4.48 (laughs) when he starts handing out direction cards. (laughs) I think, yeah. He gives the direction cards and you kind of like get a sense of where your next, you know, stop is going to be at 14 and a half, 15 miles. And you kind of get a sense where you're going next and picture that fact that you're going to be going all around Miami. Yeah. (laughs) But I think think even then it was tricky because... Usually, like when we do our self-supported 50Ks, I map out all the 7-Eleven so I know where we're getting a slushy. But with this course, even though you get the directions piece by piece, that doesn't necessarily mean you know where you're going. And it also doesn't mean that you know what's going to be there along the way. So there were times where we would end up in a really great spot to stop for something and didn't take advantage of the moment, kept running, and then... We're really hey, kicking ourselves it. an hour later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys had that experience too, but it's just yeah. tough not knowing where you're going. For sure. Yeah. It definitely brings the challenge, how Louis said, it's part of it. It's part of the challenge, and it definitely proved right. It was challenging not being able to time where you would get your next meal from or anything, just like figuring it out as you went. But I mean, The course is amazing. I'm not from Miami originally, but I have family there and I have spent a significant amount of time there. And we did hit some of the best neighborhoods and got to experience so much of it in a 50 mile course or 53 and a half. Or (laughs) 54.6. You know, whatever. (laughs) We're not bitter or anything. Yeah, I think like maybe not... I, I think for me personally, I don't know about Janelle, but for me, the first 15 were the hardest. Um, I had some like serious stomach issues going on, which I normally don't have, especially and right at the start of a race. So the first, you know, few hours of the race, it's very early morning. There's not a lot open. There's not a lot of places to go to the bathroom. And like, it's an urban race. So you're out here just looking for any little nook or cranny that you can peel off into. Um, So for me, that was a really big challenge at the beginning of the race. The first 10 miles, we probably had to stop, I don't even, maybe six or more times because I just, something was not right. (laughs) And then that caused you not to eat. Yeah. And then it, it turned into this ripple effect because the first time I ate after that started happening, it just immediately happened again. And I was like, well, now I know I can't really eat. So we tried to get liquid calories in and it just became a whole like downward spiral for the day. Janelle really held us all together for it being her first ultra. She did amazing. Thanks, Kay. You kept me going. Thank you. <laughs> so I know you've got 50 miles, but. Where was your first checkpoint at? A uh, little over 14 or right right under 15, something like that, I think. Right after Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> right after Starbucks. The first Starbucks on course. It was right after that. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, is it all road or, you know, how those miles go for you guys? Yeah, all sidewalk or road. For me, I feel like um, just coming off of Lake to Ocean the week prior, it being all on the road was really, really hard on me because my body was obviously not even fully recovered in the first place. And then to go from soft flooded trails to just pounding the pavement, it definitely took a toll. That's such a wild difference between the terrains. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you, it's like, it's, yeah, it's completely different. And you can just, you feel every step a little bit more, in my opinion. And it's just, the heat is radiating so much more off of the ground. Which I guess, yeah, like, what makes this race so unique? Obviously, especially here in Florida. Well, I, I think that you get heat and humidity in other places, and maybe, maybe the Keys 100 would rival this, but I don't think that there are many places that are quite as hot and quite as intense as this environment because, like Kay said, it's not just that it's hot. It's that the heat is radiating off of the buildings and off of the road. And you're, I mean, there was a section where we were on this three-mile-long bridge and hot cars are driving past you and you're getting their exhaust. I mean the heat is just yeah it's it's intense and i know natalia is okay i didn't know you had stomach issues at the beginning of the race because every time we saw you you looked like you had so much pep in your step but natalia had some really serious issues too and we're, we're from the other coast right across the alligator alley so it's not like we're not training in heat but like something about those morning miles they were they just felt so much hotter than the rest of them to the point where we were sweating more, we were having to take in more electrolytes and it can get really dangerous because Natalia had cramping, but I heard a lot of other runners did too, or other runners weren't able to keep food down, which it's just a, a product of the environment being so intense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not a great eater during races normally anyway. It's definitely something I've been working on, but just having the stomach problems in general and then it being so hot it's definitely makes uh, fueling and nutrition a lot more important. So when you start struggling with that, it's it definitely play, takes a toll. I mean, I think Janelle could probably speak more about how I was doing than I could because I was <laughs> out of it. Like I was just like if there was a leash, Janelle was holding it. You know, like <laughs> she was she, really just like at one point I, I needed her. <laughs> I was trying to read. Um, as far as like, okay, when, when is this serious? You know, like, when do I, what can I do? Cause you know, my first, first timer, but, um, when she, when I, she reached over to give me something or I think it was, when oh, I it stopped was that, yeah, when we got, when we I got stopped subbed. to eat an Italian sub and she, which by the way, Kay says if she's about to eat on races, I wouldn't know that because every time I'm like, can I eat that? Can I eat that? She says, yeah, sure. Go. So I'm just eating everything. But she, um, reaches over to give me something and her hand is shaking. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, all right, we need to get something in her. And then, and then she got kind of like really eerily quiet, you know, not getting angry or not getting sad or nothing, just quiet. And that was kind of scary. So we got mashed potatoes and plantains. Um, yes. And that helped a little bit for a while. I could see her. She actually like was laughing after that. I mean, she was still hurting, but. Uh, Never met a mashed potato a in a race that I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the partner element is really 
difficult and unique. And similar to Kay, I was just coming off of Badwater Salt and Sea, maybe not back-to-back weekends, but I ran that like maybe a month prior, maybe two months. I can't remember now. Um, so I, literally my last two races have been ones where you are tethered to other individuals. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to take care of your people that you're with in those moments yeah. because you can only move as fast as the person who's hurting the most. I mean, there were times right. where when Natalia was hurting, we're walking a 30-minute mile. And, and my I almost main- bit your arm. <laughs> yeah, doubled over in pain. She almost took it out on my arm, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but like we had to make a sacrifice to go into a bodega and sit on the floor for 30 minutes and just chill out for a bit. And I, I think that that helped us in the second half because we conserved a lot of energy. But then if I were to start to feel it later, then Natalia's got to slow down. So it's really a, a balancing game. I think, Joe, your question was like, what makes this unique? That is one of the most unique factors of the race. Um, so Natalia, I, I don't know if you want to talk about your experiences of being in the yeah. pain cave. <laughs> so yeah. it's really interesting because um, obviously training here in Florida, it, you, you get the whole spectrum of like, okay, the nice winter months, you want to maximize that weather, but then we do most of our long distance training in the summer. And I had experienced full body cramps last summer terribly to screaming pain. And I mean, I'm a woman that has given birth three times naturally. So I can handle pain, but it, it, it can be really bad. And I could feel it coming at mile... 11 I felt like tingling in my legs and I'm like I've been sweating so much the first few miles as Kay was saying um, I sweat I was sweating so much that my shoes were sloshing already by mile 10 Um, so then it got to the point that when we were in South Beach the sun was beaming down South Beach was trying to yeah, you're trying to get to the second checkpoint, and we're like, oh, my God, there's so many good places to eat. And <laughs> I am a person that I eat real food on my mm-hmm. ultras. I will have a sandwich and chips and a Coke and keep walking and eat it, and I'm good to go. But we, you know, we didn't know where to stop. How We just need to get to the second checkpoint. And by the time we were getting close to the second checkpoint, I I'd like I knew what was coming. I told Cass, I need to eat something like right now. It's like, it's going to get bad. I'm going to be screaming in pain and it's going to be bad. And I'm not that person. I mean, I think you can vouch for me, Cass, in this. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I have never not. seen you in that shape before ever. I never, I don't quit. I don't like, I don't get, I, I can power through most things, but when it's this is cruciating and I have no control of the muscles in my body cramping, it's different. So we try getting into a Trader Joe's eating, but by the time we got to the second checkpoint, I knew it was too late. So at that point, it was like, okay, what can we do to solve it? Um, we start walking through the Venetian bridges, which is, mm-hmm. you know, five bridges, and there's no way out. You have to keep going. And as we're mile 27, here comes the cramp. And I'm screaming bloody murder, almost biting her arm. 
poor guy walking the side of the road is like, oh my God, she's stabbing her or killing her. What's going on? <laughs> it is my two homeless ladies down by the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cass is like, no, no, she's just having a cramp. Don't worry. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, scary. Okay. Yeah, it was scary. It was like, okay, let's keep walking. At this point, I thought it was going to be the other leg that was going to cramp. So now I'm like, okay, panic mode. A- anything can cramp right now. So it's like, you just got to get off those bridges. And there was no other choice than to walk through all of it and try to get to AC and figure out myself and electrolytes and try to get back out there but to be honest at mile 27 i did not think we were going to be able to finish i look at Cass and i say i'm so sorry i don't want to let you down i can't believe this is happening and i honestly called my husband i was like i don't know if i can do this and he's like yes you can you definitely can do this i'm like okay god damn it i gotta do this (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to put a a plug for our coach. So Aubrey with All Day Endurance, we called him at mile 27 and we're like, what can we do? And he said, the only thing you can do is get an EAC and cool her down. Set a timer, 30 minutes. And in the back of my head, I'm like, this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. We're going to go sit in the AC and we're going to decide that this is a dumb idea and that we should go home and get in the pool. Like, we are not going to finish this after sitting in the AC. And he yeah. saved our race uh, because, like, nothing else like, worked. I was skeptical, too. <laughs> I was very skeptical about this. I was like, okay, well, at this point, we just got to get off the bridges. We got to keep moving. But we'll try this because I can run right now. There's no way my body can run. I'll cramp all over. But it, we sat in that bodega. I sat in a crate. Ate some chips, drank some electrolytes, sat for 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, let's go. You guys are a whole new team after that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was shocked at uh, how she was able to like bounce back. But that's when that's around the time that we ran into you guys. You guys came up right behind us, and uh, you guys looked great. I would have had no idea that you were having any issues at all. So I mean, just kudos to you guys for staying positive the whole time and for mm-hmm. also rooting us on because you gave us words of affirmation and just like cheered us on when we needed it because we were not so good at that point for sure (laughs) i feel like i think it was cassidy said something too a minute ago that like is a part of what makes this race so unique it's like i don't want to let down my partner yeah you know like exactly how much can you push through so you don't let down your partner Mm mm-hmm she just said salt and seas Cass had come off from that race 80 miles partnered three partners and unfortunately her two other partners had dropped and she finished it all by herself I'm like frick I cannot let her down I cannot <laughs> let her not finish with her partner this race I better rally and get this done yeah. yeah I will say there are no solo finishes here so if your partner has a bad day and needs to drop it's you too but I mean there are the entire time that that was happening, I mean, had we had to pull out, like there are things that are more important than <laughs> finishing a race. And um, Natalia is one of those things to me. So it would have been perfectly fine. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the partner race is unique to Miami and to Salt and Sea. And the difference is that in Miami, you really have to stick together because it's all or nothing. Yeah. yeah. Where's Salt and Sea? 
Um, it is in the Salton Sea Basin in California. So it's kind of near Palm Springs, if you know that area, except yes. it's basically an abandoned desert. So you start in this desert. It's very reminiscent of Badwater. It's just not quite as hot. I told you about then... Badwater during the race, Janelle. You did, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that next on your list? <laughs> no, I said I'm good. <laughs> Some things are I don't even know how it came up for us, but I was like, yeah, like let's talk about Badwater 135. Like it can't be any worse than that. Because <laughs> you were saying we had to walk or run on the white line or the bottom. Oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. At mm. one point we were running on the white line, and that's what made me think of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh. those races are tough. They're happy. It's coming up, but yeah, yeah, I have a philosophy that some things are hard enough without putting them in the hottest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like the other thing is what the, what the partner raised and Joe, I did listen to your Western state podcast with Louise and it, they were saying, you know, it, it turns into a mental game. It all turns into a mental game. What am I willing to do? what what can I deal with and how am I going to deal with it? And it's just like, okay, let's figure out what I can do to make this happen. And we just figure a strategy mm -hmm. of, um, you know, hydration and electrolytes and salt and walk and, and run, walk and run till we can yeah. get to a place and see a finish line. So, you know, it's just such a mental game. It's it's hard to explain to a person that doesn't do this, but it is. It's like in your head. Yeah. Or even I think at one point, um, my knee was so bad that Janelle was like, like, you need to be done. And I don't know if you remember what I said to you, but I was like, no, there's always more. There's always yeah. more. There's always yeah. more. And I just kept repeating it more to myself than to her. But... I'm sure you ladies know there is always more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. And then eventually you find the more and it's okay. And you finish. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you find that more? Or how do you know? Like, oh, yeah, I got more. You just have to hope that it's there. Because <laughs> sometimes you don't know. You just hope. Like, if I keep going, the more will show up. And sometimes that's why people just... say you don't drop when you're low. Because... Yeah. You know? It might be like something that triggers it, like the simple call to my husband was like, mm -hmm. yeah, you can do this. Or, you know, like you have to be conscious enough if you're not out of it mentally to think internally, like, yeah. yes, I can do this. I can get through this no matter what I can get through it. I think one of the things that my, so I had a running mentor when I did my first hundred, um, which sounds similar to the relationship on boob ice. Um, <laughs> but my running mentor was Sally Libinati, who is a loved um, ultra runner who used to live uh, in Florida and now has moved to a different state. But when we were finishing my first hundred, she would look at me and I was young in tears thinking that I'm going through like an experience that's about to kill me. And she'd look at somebody and say, that person is hurting more than you. And they're not crying. They're still running. Like, look at them. They're clearly hurting more than you. So I think too, kind of like taking a second and looking around and pausing and taking yourself out of the race and saying, okay, well, 
there are other run it, runners who are having a bad day too. Or yeah. look at the people, I mean, we're in Miami, there are homeless people everywhere. Look at the people who aren't yeah. lucky enough to have the privilege to do the things that we're able to afford to do. Like we might be sweaty and tired and really wanting a nap, but at least we get a bed to go back to. So I think sometimes you have to think about more than the race and more than being tough and kind of compare your situation to what's around you because chances are what you're doing is pretty dang amazing and you're just getting too much in your head because overthinking is it, it's tough and it's easy it's yeah. easy to do that yeah. I and you we, chose, and we you chose, chose this, this. Yeah. <laughs> we chose this we chose yeah. to, we paid money to exactly to not, <laughs> not just that I'm we paid yeah <laughs> kind of to like piggyback off of that I had a friend tell me one time uh, over text while I was in a low point in a race, you know, your oh, damn, what is it? I think it was your situation is not unique, but you are. So every, everyone is struggling. Everyone is going through something, but how you handle it and how you come out on top is what really matters. Which, yeah. So take me into mile 25 or that checkpoint closest to it right because obviously you don't know the checkpoints until you get there but how did those miles go like you're halfway done mm-hmm. well, well i think everyone the first half's the warm-up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and for both teams it sounds like it was the toughest warm-up that we yeah. ever had so yeah yeah <laughs> it was rough i will say i think um we had a couple really fun times during uh the race i i think i'll i'll talk about one and then maybe janelle will talk about another i don't even i don't think this answers your question at all but (laughs) so (laughs) hey here we go story time yeah while while janelle and i do our long runs a lot of times when people beep you know we'll throw our hands up hi we'll yell back hi hi well this one specific part of the race we happened to be crossing us one and this one car beeped and we, you know, we threw our hands up high and then they beeped again and we went hi. And then they just started beep, 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 beep. Like they must've had their window down and they could hear us. And like, it just turned into this like war of like beeping and yelling hi. And like, we were cracking up and it was just hilarious. And it, it like lifted our, we were, you know, we were in a good place right then and there anyway, but it totally lifted our spirits and just had us cracking up about it. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys are better people than me because when somebody honks at me, like I specifically, I don't choose to flip them off because (laughs) you never know who has road rage. So I just give them like a thumbs down to let them know I am disappointed in their life choices. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are way friendlier than me. (laughs) Yeah, we pretty much just just a reaction high and then it would get later into the race where we're wearing these freaking sparkly shorts. And we look like we're angry stomping around. So angry and (laughs) these people are beeping and and it turned into instead of us being like, hi, hi, like, you know, the last five miles we're just like, hi, like hand flipping up, just Wait, but tell, them about, tell them about the guy, Janelle. So guy we're at, we're in the the last probably last five miles, maybe even last two, and we're just like, where the f is US one? And uh, we're trudging along, and this guy pulls up in the SUV next to us, and he says, "Were you guys in Miami Beach earlier today?" Yeah, and we're what's like, up, "What's up?" Yeah, we're like, "Yeah," and he, go, and he looked at us like. 
the face he had was disturbed. It was such a boost. Amazed. It was such a boost to be <laughs> like, yeah, yeah we, we were just, there. We did do yeah, that. That was us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he looked at us like, oh my God. Like, like he couldn't compute. And then we saw him on the corner, like at the very, very last bit of the race um, at the gas station. And he asked again, he's like, you were though, right? That was you. We're like, yeah, that was us. And then we just like shoot off the finish line, you know, and, and Kay's like, see, Kay's like, see, there is always more. <laughs> Yep. That's People awesome. were so nice. I mean, there was yeah. like, if we're talking about the back half of the race being halfway done and then continuing on, I mean, there are definitely our share of gas stations where like these people didn't care about who we were, what we were doing. Just please don't sweat on our stuff inside our store. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> that there would were, be me. <laughs> yeah, there were other people. I mean, um, Right before we went out for our final stretch on US-1, there's this long stretch on US-1, I I told Natalia, because she was starting to feel some of the cramps coming back, I'm like, this might be our last opportunity to sit, because I don't know what US-1 looks like, and I don't know how close stores are, or if there are going to be stores where we want to sit on on their front steps or something. So there's this sushi restaurant, and I peek my head inside, and I'm like, hey, I just wanted to make sure that you know that like we're runners, we just need to sit at this table outside for five minutes. We're really tired. Is that okay? And they're like, well, why don't you come inside and we'll get you a glass of water and you can sit in the air conditioning. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like these people are just so nice. So and they see you yeah. doing something hard and they just want to help. So I, I mean, Miami definitely took care of us. Yeah, it'd make a difference, huge difference. And shout out to the ladies at the second checkpoint because they were they were amazing amazing. they (laughs) were so awesome they had the music they tried to you know bring the spirit and make us feel better especially they knew that i wasn't doing so well and they did everything in their power to try to help out the situation and make it better so who were they volunteers Uh, one of them is uh hold on i know this I think Anisha. Okay, so we knew them because they had ibuprofen. They gave me ibuprofen. They had everything, every little thing. Yeah, they, they were, were just volunteers. volunteers. I think they're amazing Facebook. volunteers. Yeah, yeah, because so especially nice. for a race where you're only expecting a drop bag and the race director and nothing else, because that's how they sell it and that's what it should be. I mean, to come up to a checkpoint where they say, we've got clean ice for your water bottles. We've got ice for your bandanas. They had all sorts of drinks. They had a massage gun. They had everything you could need. They're taking our trash for us. I'm like, I didn't expect this at all. I thought we're going to get here and figure it out yourself and go on your way because that's what we signed up for. Um, And I think those moments are so nice. Their personality (laughs) and charisma, too. They were so kind, so nice, so it just makes a difference, especially when you're feeling at your lowest. That just mm-hmm. makes you feel a little better. It was good timing. Yeah. Yeah. So what was you guys' favorite, like, moment in the race? Like, if you had to pick one. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I love Wynwood. <laughs> it was like we were coming from the low of my cramps, and and we went into Wynwood after that and I think it just boosted our spirits and looking at all this amazing art on the on the walls on the buildings and people outside enjoying life again bringing back like being grateful for everything we have like we're here doing this because we chose to we pay for it and looking you know people being out there celebrating life and everything and I love Cayo Ocho too I mean there was like 
the music, the restaurants, people out, drinking, trying to navigate through that was a lot. Yeah. But it was fun to watch. And the rain started at that point, and it felt mm -hmm. so much cooler. I think those were my favorite points. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a nice moment. I also think the people, I mean, I have to call out Team Bueno because I just think they're amazing. It's a husband they and are. wife duo who come and do this From for Texas, right? Yes. yes, yes. They're and amazing. Yeah. The sweetest people. I mean, they really are. The way that they looked at us and gave us hugs and just told us, like, you're doing great. Keep going. We'll try to catch up to you to encourage us. Like, that yeah. was a moment in the second half of the race that I feel like we really needed to just have somebody look at you and say that they believe in you so much. Um, so I think the people who are brought together by Lewis and his community, because he's so amazing, are really special. And it's not... It's not a showy race. Like you just have a bunch of really great people who love each other and want to do something cool with their day. And that's yeah. what's so cool about this trail running community. Like when we got to the finish line and we got inside, like Joey was like, what do you need to drink? What do you want? Like, go sit down. Like everybody's <laughs> always willing to help and take care of each other, which is so nice. Yeah. You know, I hope the um, plantains and mashed potatoes were one of your favorite parts of the race because when <laughs> we ran into you and you said oh we just ate mashed potatoes and plantains I'm like oh we messed up girl <laughs> we didn't do that <laughs> no we didn't get that I all I could think of was a Cuban sandwich the whole time oh. <laughs> never got a Cuban sandwich I'm like oh that might have made the difference from me cramping or not with yeah. the Cuban sandwich hey mustard is good for cramps I've heard and oh, most yeah. humans have mustard too so that could be your next like power food in a race oh man I normally have a sandwich but a Cuban sandwich just sounded so good <laughs> I wanted I really wanted a gyro but we didn't really find one I settled for the Italian sub but it was probably one of the best Italian subs I've ever had that's good Maybe because I was running 50 miles. <laughs> well, I wanted, we wanted a Coca-Cola slushy. This was my, I can't, I, we, and we looked up and there was a 7-Eleven. We go into the 7-Eleven and the Coca-Cola slushy machine is not working. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, what am I down? And so there was sad. no Coke. There was no oh, Coke in there. So gosh. Natalia what? bought a two liter. <laughs> Uh -oh. <laughs> all they had was a two liter so i'm like oh i'll give the rest of this homeless guy outside i just that's what janelle my did with her sub yeah <laughs> the, rest of the other half of my sub yeah they he was so happy oh my gosh i know that that's almost better than just i feel like it. that's an unspoken like beautiful part of the race as well it's like you can you can make other people's day positive. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're running by all of these people who have so much less and it's just like, they're excited to see you. Yeah, totally. You know, like they're like, oh my God, what are you doing? Yeah. And you know, they have so many bigger things to worry about, but like we were actually a nice part of their day. Yeah, a couple of the guys like, they're just you know sitting there laying there and then their eyes would light up and get big and they'd be like what are you doing and yeah. uh, we had like your outfits are so pretty <laughs> <laughs> i mean we when you're wearing excitement. a tutu <laughs> yeah. a tutu sparkle speaking of tutus if you ladies ever decide to go for the tutus make sure you cut them real short yeah, I was wondering, because Tool, like, I, I just got married last year, and 
the amount of tool in my wedding dress. <laughs> I can speak <laughs> for the fact that it is not comfortable. And I'm like, they are so brave for running in that. I wonder how it's going to work. And then I think, Kay, I think I saw a picture at the finish line where you had it tied in a knot. A hundred percent. So the first, like, even the first 40 miles, it was fine. And then when we started, like, really grinding out and, like, heavy, you know, stomping the miles out, it kind of turned into this thing where my thighs were just eating tool and I was like, I need to get oh. this out of my crotch. Oh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> this away from my body. And I just tied it up with a hair tie and I was like, this is good enough. But they were so cute. I feel like it was they a, were. a good was sacrifice. It, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. What, what did you say? You're like, well, mile 43 or something and I'm finally sick of the effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, it was... Yeah, it took it a while, but, took you know, 43. 43 miles in a tutu. That's longer than I thought I would last, if I'm being yeah, honest with myself. I wonder yeah. what the Guinness record is, because that's got to be pretty close. Oh. Longest run in a tutu. We should look it up. Yeah. We should look it up, for sure. <laughs> Shoot for that one. Yeah, we have all the proof we need, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so I know we talked about a lot of our favorite moments, but what was probably the most scariest moment out there? <laughs> like, 67th Street. 60 oh yeah i hated 67th street and i felt like we were far away enough from the end but not close enough to the end where we could still drop out where that could be a big possibility yeah at one point janelle and i started talking and we were like if we hit 55 miles and we can't see the end like it might be it like we might just be done and when we finished my watch said 54.6 oh like we were we were just like where are we like where are we <laughs> well yeah. to that that point we got lost in the last three miles of the race so i i mean i i was taking lead on navigation because i've never seen natalia in the shape that she was in so i'm trying to lead us through and i think my brain just got tired of having to navigate and make all these decisions because normally during any other race you're allowed to be lazy with your brain and just let your body do the work not this one so no, there's like yeah. one last turn that we have to make and i made the wrong one we ended oh, we up on a completely it. different street and then oh. i call lewis um the race director and i'm just like we are lost here's where we are i don't know what we did and he's like okay well, this is what I want you to do. Like you can get back on US one, just run straight up the street and you shouldn't be too far. Um, and I think in that moment I was panicking cause I'm like, I don't know how much, how much extra mileage I've tacked on. And like, here I am thinking that we have only so much to go. And then we find out that we're lost and my watch was all over the place. I got in the middle of Miami and my watch started pinging that I was doing eight minute miles, which was not true. So my watch ended with 57 miles, but it was, they were made up. I did not run 57 miles because it was all over the place. So I'm like, I have no sense for how far we've gone, how much we have left, where we are. And we just put our head down and we're like, okay, we're going to run one street and then we're going to walk the next street. And we're just going to keep it an interval until we get there. And our job is to just do that. Um, but it, like getting lost and not knowing where you are is definitely not fun. Like it's like that. And at this drop point, feeling. we were both like out of it. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie, not ready to problem solve. <laughs> no, we couldn't like function anymore. And like I, I felt like we went a little farther than we were supposed to turn. And it's like, oh my god, we're gonna do more. 
How are we doing more than we're supposed to? This is not okay. Already the race is not 50 miles. Louis warned us the night before, but more. So yeah, it was, it, it, again, the mind challenge comes in play there. Yeah, you start spiraling for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because navigation is so important. Like, how do you figure out who's, you know, who's the navigator or kind of that, those step-by-step directional cart? Um, well, I'm type A, so. So, yeah. And I'm <laughs> I not. took over. And <laughs> I'm I think the regardless. most like person. So, I'm yeah. like, oh, you tell me where to go, I'll follow. <laughs> yeah, whether it was a good day for Natalia or not, I probably still would have been like, give me the card. I need to yeah. make all the decisions <laughs> here. But at the same and I'm time, the opposite, so it works out. <laughs> I think it works out, but it, like it is good to um, balance that job because, like I said at the end, my brain was just so fried that like neither of us were in a good a good mental space to make decisions. But even mid race, if somebody needs help to to understand yeah. where you're supposed to go, if you get lost, you're adding on miles, and you've got to get back on course somehow. So like it's good to to rely on each other. I don't know how. You guys did it, Kay and Janelle. I don't know if you guys like split it up. Well, I, in the beginning, I'm I'm kind of I can be kind of like oh la di da di da like distraction, <laughs> distraction, distraction. So um, I really have to focus, and then like okay, that's my job, and then I'm all in it. But at first, there was I remember there was one point I'm reading the card. And I'm like, okay, so next we do is we take a ride on such and such, and she's like. Okay, we are on that road. We that was the last one, and she's like, "You're doing a, she goes, you're, you're doing a great job." Aimlessly <laughs> following her, um, and then I was like, "You know what? I'll do. I'm going to do better. I'm going to pay attention more." So then I started paying attention a little bit more. But um, I think I think I got better at it as we went on. Okay. Well, <laughs> well when you guys were talking. 67 it was like 72 was coming up 75 i'm like wait did we miss 67 yeah the numbers are all out of order so it's it's hard to understand where you are and i i will say so like when i did the miami 100 um i think it was it was early in the race sandra v who is a world-class ultra runner she made a wrong turn at a roundabout and she added i think 10 miles onto her race yeah and so in the back of my head i'm thinking about the fact that somebody who is so good at running and i'm like just a speck in the ultra running world has made a mistake like that at this race and i'm like i will not let that happen like i am double checking (laughs) i will ask people i will check my map like we are not going to add a bunch of miles on because I mean, that in itself can put you out of the race because, again, you get so in your head and then you're like, well, is it even worth it? And I I don't even want to go on. So we tried to follow as as closely as we could. We still got a little lost. We got a little freaked out. Uh, I think it was checkpoint two before then. Yes, because there was no... Yeah, there was no sign that said what was on that paper. There was a whole different road than what was on the paper. Davy, I think. Yeah, and there was some road work, too. I yeah, mean, I, I'm yeah. sure it's hard for Lewis because, like, he doesn't know right. when they're just going to put gonna up cones. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of close off the, the street. And, and we asked someone, you from here? No. You from here? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're all lying. Yeah, they are all you lying. Live I'm here. like, what are we, in New York City? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, like you're on foot and you're buying groceries, but you don't live here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Liars. That's how we kept screaming. That kind of was a theme to the whole race, too. Liars. Yeah. 
or we, this this thing just started happening where like I had some I had a little bit of cash in, in the bag like in case we wanted ice cream or something you know and so towards the, the like maybe the last quarter of the race this thing became we have five dollars like we need I can you give we need help we have five dollars <laughs> we were just anything we could think of to keep us less a little depressed I guess <laughs> Anything positive. Yeah, there's a graduation party. Let us come in to the pool. We have $5. Yeah, let us come <laughs> to your pool. We have $5. <laughs> yeah, so I guess take me into that. What was the last checkpoint? How far did you have to go to the finish? Ooh, the last checkpoint was interesting. So keep me honest here. I feel like it was like mile 38, maybe, right? No, it huh? was I sooner it was than that, there. 34. 30. 34? Okay, yeah. so somewhere like mid-30s. And so it was the longest stretch to the end. It was it, it, like it took forever to get to the mm -hmm. finish line. But there was a big pileup, which I thought was so interesting because the entire race, we were all spread out. And then we all got hit with this, I mean, just the middle of the day heat. And I think there, there were like four teams. We all came in about the same yeah. time. It was right before it started raining and it cooled off, which hopefully made most of us feel a little bit better. I know we were thankful for that storm and then teams separated out a little bit and created space but it was kind of nice to come in and just like see, see okay everybody. we're not alone <laughs> we're all yes. in this together and then you head out and you you know that there are teams that are not far from you so if you speed up or slow down you're gonna find someone who's going through the same thing it was comforting to find everyone come together about at the same time yeah for sure it, it just the leapfrogging in general that happens in this race because of the style of the course is is honestly it's nice because you're never really that far away from somebody else and it's just reassuring we also had a moment right before that checkpoint where so we we had all seen each other um when natalia was struggling hadn't seen each other since and then just by chance we're running and we run into each other and we're all walking up this bridge because like who runs up a bridge in an ultra <laughs> and all of a sudden we're not towards the top but i see you guys just take off and start sprinting and i'm like what the heck are they doing? Like, who does speed work up a bridge in the middle of a 50-mile you guys? Did you guys figure out what we were trying to do? Oh, we figured yeah, it out. Course. The drawbridge was going up. Yeah. So yeah. They made it under the arm that stops cars, but not past the pedestrian gate. So yeah, we're we on... didn't realize it fast enough. <laughs> we're on opposite sides of the bridge, both stopped at the pedestrian gate and this bridge goes up and it's letting a boat through. And then another team comes up behind us. So now there's three teams all waiting at the drawbridge. And I just felt like it was like Mario Kart. Like the bridge going to go down and we're all just going to like try to race yeah. to the next checkpoint. But it, was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was <laughs> funny. Like our whole thing, the whole race is we were just trying not to get stuck behind bridges, trying not to get stuck behind bridges. Cause that's like a 15 minute ordeal. We beat but the last one. It was so one. pretty. By it chance. Was so it was pretty. pretty, but like we run around those bridges all the time here. Yeah. Like it was, the boats were pretty. People were waving. They were so happy staring they at us. They waved to you? Yeah, no one yeah. waved back to us. <laughs> oh. oh, they were waving at me. <laughs> but it's like, who are these sweaty weirdos out here? With matching outfits. Yeah, they're like two sets of girls, both wearing matching outfits. What a weird day. What's happening? You know, I they saw somebody at me. They're like, like, oh, we saw two groups of weirdos today. 
Yeah, if that's the weirdest thing that you're seeing in Miami, you clearly yeah. haven't been out for long enough. Go back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not doing it right. Try again. Yeah. yeah what, what was the What was the weirdest thing you saw out there? There was this man, and I swear he was as thin. And I, this is kind of sad that I'm saying it out loud, but he was laying in the grass. No, okay. And the grass was like I think it was the way the grass was. The grass was really tall, but also the ground must have been lower than the wall that we were walking on the other side of. But the the grass being that tall made it look like it was all even. I don't know if I'm describing it right, but he was, it looked like he was sunken into the ground. He was like one mm-hmm. with the grass and I didn't <laughs> catch him until I'm like, whoa, I like jumped. He didn't look like a true human. He looked flattened. It, it was, was very, like, it was, it was, was really weird. Like freaky. He looked like he was a part of the ground. Like, he, yes. like it was so weird. Yeah. It was creepy. It was. And it wasn't that far into the race. It was a real thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, come on. Don't you remember Flat Stanley? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we saw a beautiful peacock on top oh, of yeah. a fence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Peacock, too. Yeah, yeah, we saw a lot of wildlife. We saw peacock, iguanas. What else did we see? I feel like we saw, like, quite a crabs. The crabs that kept yeah, running across the nice sidewalk. Thing. A blue big crab we saw. It was cool. I mean, pretty things. Yeah. Uh, the peacocks are always fun. Like, I remembered seeing those last year, too, and being like, oh, my God, that's so cool. They're just walking around the streets. They're not yeah. in a park. They're literally just in the neighborhood, like like a stray cat. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like a stray cat, just peacocks are all yep. over. <laughs> so I've got one by my house. I, some farmer has one, and you'll just hear it go, so the first half of the race i was like those are monkeys convinced those are monkeys those are monkeys like i'm convinced convinced janelle really thought there were monkeys in the trees and then um checkpoint one lewis is like oh those are peacocks i'm like oh yeah i thought they were cats i'm like what is it (laughs) Cass is like they're parrots it was I thought they were parrots or no. children. I couldn't decide. No, I was like, they're not birds. I know that's not a damn bird. It's <laughs> losing my mind in the first half I was like, the cats. They're cats. Guess coming into the finish line, how far away can you see Lewis's dojang as you're running? Um, not very. It's like a maybe a little over a tenth of a mile from when you turn left onto yeah. US one to when you turn into the dojo. It's very exciting, I can yes. tell you. <laughs> very exciting. I oh, yeah. The biggest boost of energy because you're like, oh, my God, it's right there. It's right there. We're done. Like, I think <laughs> Janelle pointed it out to me. She goes, the dojo is at 700. This is 699 or something like that. And, and that was it. We started, like, sprinting or it felt like sprinting. It was probably not, but. <laughs> Ten minute mile. <laughs> yeah. It was the same for us. My car was parked, like, closer to the road so we could see my car first so like oh my god there's my car we're here and we're like let's go let's finish strong yeah as strong as we can yeah we're like like dragging our body parts behind us (laughs) (laughs) finish screaming lewis lewis We had good timing on our finish because the pizza just showed up. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had nice hot pizza. Like the second yeah. he pulled up, the pizza guy was also pulling in. We were like, "That's nice. awesome!" <laughs> what more could you want? AC and pizza sold. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, so I guess coming into the the final thoughts, final opinion for the Miami Fifty Fifty, I'm gonna say 
amazing race. I love the trails and I also love road races like this. Um, I think what an amazing experience to go through all these neighborhoods in Miami. You won't get to see them any other way, all of them in one day. Mm -hmm. And if anything, just hydrate properly for the heat out there because it's not just hot Florida in the summer. It's hot in a city. It's yeah. a little different. It just takes a lot more than you expect. But amazing race. Luis does such an amazing job. Um, I mean, even like the medal was awesome. The awards, like it doesn't get any better. Those awards are amazing. Like, My whole family was in love with them. Uh, just a great experience all around. And they changed the course. So like the experience that somebody might have the next year is not the same course that we had our experience on. But I think that Lewis put a, lo a lot of time and care into making sure that we saw the best of Miami and mm -hmm. also that we yeah. felt safe at mm -hmm. the same time and that we had the right amount of support. Um, I mean, there was a point where It, early in the morning, nothing was open. So he made sure to stop and give us water. Like it just was so well thought out. Um, and coming off of double team races, I'll say choose your partner wisely. It's got to be someone who you want to run with for maximum 16 hours next to. And it has to be someone who you know has been putting in the work to train. Because if you don't get the training in and the heat, it's just... It is a brutal, brutal day. It is a very long walk to do it if you have to go that slow. Um, yeah. And you want it to be somebody who you trust that will actually make it to the finish line because you guys both have worked amazingly hard to be there. So, like, you got to give it your all. Yeah, and I, and someone that – you have to have flexibility, some give, and I think that takes the pressure off of it so then you're both able to enjoy it. Um, like you want to stop and get that? Let's stop and get that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't care. Exactly. I don't care if we stop five minutes ago. Let's stop again. You want to sit down yeah. and eat that? Let's sit down and eat that. You know what I mean? Like, because I can get in my head expectation as your partner. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Like exactly. Janelle and I both went into it very like we are going to have fun. We are going to have snacks. That's it. Snacks, snacks, yeah. snacks, and fun. And yes. I feel like we did that. We, you know, like she said, if we, if one of us wanted to stop, we stopped, and we, you know, we got food. We took our time. There was no point in the race where I feel like either of us was rushing the other person or like, um, like frustrated with the other person. And that's really important because when you're both so exhausted physically and mentally, you have to be with someone who you know has your back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so all of you have mentioned the snacks. So I guess we'll close it out with, what was your favorite food stop out there at the Miami 50-50? Uh, the Italian sub for me. I know I oh. should say mashed potatoes, but mine were definitely the pickles at the Italian sub place. Their pickles And were so good. Starbucks, I got a second Starbucks after the rain because I was cold and I got a hot one and I had a banana nut bread. That, that was ecstasy at that point. <laughs> uh, for me, it was definitely the tuna wrap I had from Trader Joe's that hit Ooh. the spot. Mm. Yeah, you know, this question is really emphasizing the fact that we need to go back and do this again and eat more <laughs> food. Because, like, as, apart we from didn't. Trader Joe's, we really just 
went in and out of gas stations. There was one time where we tried to go into like a little bakery okay. place and the like it would have taken us a half an hour to put oh, in no, an order. I mean, yeah, to <laughs> so put in the order. We just left because it, it just wasn't going to work mid-race and we we knew that we were we would need that time later. So yeah, we're going to have to come back and uh, make sure that we eat more food next time. <laughs> and stop for my Cuban sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I guess you guys are doing it again next year. Uh, we'll I don't know if next year, but we'll come back at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, y'all, I appreciate it. This is awesome. Thank, Thank you for having, having us. Thank you, Joe. Heck yeah. Good Thank enough. you. Yay. All right. Yay. So bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. And there we have it for the Miami 50-50 on episode 35 of the Florida Trail Runners Podcast. So, hey, we've got some cool races coming up here in this state. You know, we've got the Moon Over Croom, the Toxic Trail, and then we've got some Floridians out at the Tahoe 200 and at the Mid-State Mile. I've got a chat with Chris Kosman for those bad water runners. Our state will have 10 runners out there on the course, so hopefully y'all will go get those belt buckles and hey there we have it so hey until next time happy trails